Okay, we are live. Thank you for tuning in to the Confidence After Dark podcast. The main mission and focus of this podcast is to help couples learn to understand one another, listen to one another, and create a healthy environment for their family using the power of femininity, intimacy, and vulnerability. If all you do is fight and argue, say mean and hurtful things to each other, and you want this relationship to work, but you just don't know how after everything that you've been through, subscribe to the podcast as I will be providing tips to help you reconnect in your relationship and reignite the passion. Because when you thrive, everyone else around you thrives. On today's episode, I have a guest. Her name is Darian Brown, and she is a coach and the owner of She Speaks Confidence which aims to help Christian women get comfortable talking about sex, not only with their partner, but with their children as well. And so I invited her on to come and um, speak to you ladies on how you can build the confidence to be comfortable talking about, you know, a topic as taboo as sex, especially in the Christian community. And so I'm gonna have her introduce herself and just tell us a little bit about her business, She Speaks Confidence. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> so She Speaks Confidence is for Christian women, like you said, to talk about um, sex and boundaries, because that's a huge part of it to me, um, with their people, their humans, their spouse, their friends, their parents, their kids, whoever it is, they need to talk to you about those things. Um, and it was literally like a week ago when we first talked, it was, it was called um, Sex Talks with Truth and Grace. So if somebody has found it or if somebody finds it, like that's the name of the course still. I'm not changing that. That's the name of the course. <laughs> but um, I've kind of looped back around to calling it She Speaks Confidence because it's more about the woman being able to speak up and feel like she has a place um, and that she is heard and seen and understood. Um and not alone and feeling like she wasn't those things prior to now, you know, um, and helping her kind of find that voice in those situations and in those relationships. So, uh, that she can have healthier relationships. So that's my heart behind it. And that's what I'm doing. Um, and the course that I made, um, everybody that had gone through, it was like, Darian, this is not just shifted, like, my conversations with my kids, but it's changed my relationship with my husband. And we've been able to talk about sex and we haven't in years and all kinds of cool stuff. So that's kind of why I, I was like, you know what, this, the goal for me was keeping the kids safer than we were. Like, that's the whole reason I started it. That's still my heart behind it, honestly. But if I can help you talk about all these things with all these people, then awesome. Like, cool. Let's do that too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's just about getting the woman comfortable talking about sex and her body you know what feels what feels right and um just being comfortable in her own skin right yeah so um it's not to me it's really it's more like a let me try to backtrack okay so for me what had happened was I was married um and the sex was great and we were um happy and whatever and uh some stuff happened and I realized that I wasn't wanting to have sex as much and I was like that's kind of weird like what happened like and so I'm very like self-aware and tuned in like try to figure it out for myself and um 
the Lord just kind of opened this door to um, a lady that taught something called the O class. I love her. So check her out. If you want to check her out, her name is Jackie. Um, and the oath, the O class. Oh, um, like the letter O. Yeah. Like, or okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, for Christian women, because I was like, well, maybe there's something. Uh, anyway, I, I watched this like webinar that she had about Mythbusters, about things that you learn in the church. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, that's true. And I, like, I learned, I picked up all these things and I didn't really realize. And so then I was trying to untangle the things that I was taught in church or I was taught like inherently from being in church. Like nobody really come out and said, your masturbation is bad but like that's kind of what you got like it kind of felt like that like it felt like sex is bad and anything sexual is bad and so don't do it and if you do it then it's like the worst sin ever and you're going to be like shunned and shut out and I actually have friends that were like kicked out of their churches and like it was nuts and so um that's not true that's not how jesus rolls he loves us regardless and so <laughs> Anyway, I had to untangle a bunch of stuff in my brain. And so after that, I had um, somebody that I care a lot about come to me and tell me that they're, um, we're going to go with a dad, their dad um, had been touching them inappropriately. And um, after I found that, like I, I was kind of, I'm going to say date raped. I don't know for sure. I was drugged. I don't really remember all of it. It's a long time ago. Like it's easy to say now because I, you know, I've dealt with it and healed from it. But yeah. Um, but like that happened to me when I was a teenager. I had sex before I should have, like by any, probably by any, like should have, but like probably by anybody's standards, I was kind of young. Um, and I got stuck in this cycle of like, well, it feels good, but I don't. I'm not supposed to do it because it hurts God's heart for me to do it. And so like, it was this turmoil I was in for years when I was with this guy. Um, and I didn't ever want to go back to that. Like I carried this shame and guilt around it, but I also liked it. And so like, it just kind of circled back around a million times and that was miserable. Um, and so like, it's not fun. Um, but when I was like, okay, well, I started too soon and nobody talked to me about it until after I had started having sex. And the talks that I got were like, if you're going to have sex, let me know. So you can, we can put you on birth control and give you condoms. Like that was one version. The other version was don't do it. Um, and the other version was, if you have questions, come ask me. Like that was what I got told. And so they are all conflicting messages too. So what do you do with that? Like, <laughs> So that was, it was very overwhelming for me. And anyway, so like 15 years later, this girl is experiencing things where nobody talked to her about it and nobody said anything and nobody sat her down and was like, this is what you have boundaries over. And this is the, like, this is your body and you have control over it. And if somebody does something that you don't want them to do, these are the people that you tell. And this is how you go about doing this. Like, no, I felt like nobody had prepared her. And I was a big part of her life at the time. So I felt like I had failed her because I didn't prepare her. And I was like, well, that's garbage. We're going to change that. And so that's literally like, all right, cool. I'm going to make a course and we're going to start talking about sex. Cause <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and I'm also a nurse. So like in my going to school, it, it also changed my comfortableness. We're going to say um, with 
speaking up and talking about things that were not comfortable to me before, I would not have said sex. I would not have been talking about um, what was going on, what was a struggle in my relationships. I wouldn't have been talking about sex that was happening or, or wasn't happening with my friends. Like it was taboo to me. So like, mm -hmm. this is a 180 from that, right? Like, all right, let's, let's go, you guys. Let's talk about all the things. Right. <laughs> so like, that's the work the Lord has done in, in me and in my life. And so like, it is possible for anybody listening to have the same kind of shift and to, to have that change and to have freedom around it and it not be so taboo and like, oh, you're not supposed to. And, you know, all the lies that the enemy says and all the things that we picked up in church. So I feel like I've been rambling. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> no, thank you. So, so it basically started with, with your transformation. You have to get used to talking about sex, even saying the word and, you know, what sex meant for you and how to get comfortable um, being okay with that, especially after what you've experienced because um, things like that, like like rape, um, molestation, any type of sexual assault, it's, it's like it ruins the experience for you because you, like you said, you have a lot of guilt and shame around it and it also affects your it affects you physically like you have a lot of anxiety you may not you know be aware of it but your body is just always on like um intense you know anxiety mode just always on defensive mode and it and it can be hard to to relax and enjoy this natural experience because someone else ruined that for you so I definitely understand and I can relate as a as a um as a survivor myself. So um, you know, that's that's a, a beautiful thing that you were able to go through that transformation and get comfortable with yourself. And you were able to help someone else who who wasn't able to talk to anyone or didn't have anyone that she could talk to. And you ended up being her person because so many women don't have that and so we hold it in we don't tell anyone and it just lingers on and and it affects the the quality of our sex life and the quality of our, our life period because we're holding on to this big old secret you know and we feel like no one understands and and all that stuff so i wanted to ask you why is it still so taboo especially in the religious community to talk about sex and to to portray it as a natural beautiful thing instead of like this this thing that you shouldn't do you know even if it's because you believe that you shouldn't do it until marriage you know that's fine but why is it so taboo and, and it's like you shouldn't do it at all you know yeah um so i i literally was talking to somebody about this yesterday so i i have seen a shift in church culture, honestly, like um, in the last couple of years where like men from the pulpit are starting to be like, hey, husbands, we like, this is our responsibility and we need to take care of what, and like, uh, you know how for a long time it was, and it still kind of is, and like not even in the church world, in the world world, like um, 
modest is hottest. And if you don't cover up, then it's your fault if somebody lusts after you and like all that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. Not like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it when people, and it's usually men, but. <laughs> and that's like, that that is a byproduct, I think, of how they were raised and what they were taught. And yeah. it's not, I don't like, I'm not like, oh, you are a terrible human because I'm like, but I'm like, you are. You were taught wrong. A, yeah, you yeah. were taught wrong. But if you are willing to open your brain up and like shift that, then awesome. If you're not, yeah. and that's how you're like, I ain't our sucker. Like, I ain't got time for you, you know? <laughs> but, but, um, I think that that kind of before, like that fed into it a lot. Um, and I think that the like wait until marriage, like, um, so I did like a purity conference when I was 13, okay. um, at the church that I was going to. And what and is that? Is, is that where you, you like vow to be, um, mm -hmm. abstinent? Yep. Okay. yep. okay. Until you're married. And then, um, and so you go through this whole series, like you, you get in like, we got we we went and did like a thing where we tried on wedding gowns and we did this uh, we had purity rings like our dads would put it on there um like we did like this whole like basically like a, a ceremony that was yeah. similar to a wedding but it was like a we're gonna wait until until then to have sex right. um and it was a beautiful experience like I'm not knocking that um but also all of that um attention I guess and like the pageantry behind it made it feel like kind of okay so somebody explained to me the other day that when they were a, like 12 or something in their youth group somebody did the thing where they passed like they were talking about um they're talking about sex and they were doing this little conference thing and they were like here's a rose everybody passed it around and then when they got the rose back they were like you see how like trampled this is like nobody wants this rose now because it's been everybody's touched it mm -hmm. and they were going with like a don't have like if you're gonna start having sex and you're gonna have sex with multiple people like nobody's gonna want you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was like what <laughs> like the fact that they <laughs> the fact that they did that at all is appalling to me but like um I know that their heart was in there like they were trying to say like you don't really want to be sleeping like nobody really wants to be sleeping around I mean like yes mm -hmm. sex is nice it feels good but you don't really want to like feel like you're giving part of yourself away every yeah. time you have sex and nobody wants to be like super emotionally attached to whoever they're having sex with and women do that more than men and we all know that like that's just literally it's how God made us so exactly. like but you know still there's this there's this thing in the whole world where it's like if women do it we're dirty and bad and like in the church church sinful but like even in the world it's like you get called a slut or a whore but the guy is getting high fives from his friends because he slept with somebody else so like yeah yeah that like double I, standard yeah that double standard and so mm -hmm. like that's that's not I mean like obviously that is like that's everywhere but then in the church in particular, I think it was like the, I think it still is a little bit the like, wait until you're married, but they started talking more about wait until you're married because it is better to have sex in a covenant with somebody where you feel safe and where you are, um, are heard and known and loved and like 
you guys are on the same page with that. Like you, you also love and are committed to this other person and it's not you worrying about them going and sleeping with half school or you know, like it's not teenager stuff anymore. Like you both are committed and this is in a covenant with the Lord uh, to protect each other's hearts and bodies and my, and so like, it's a bigger deal to wait inside a covenant now. And like that, I think that's how it should have been, but like, that is the purpose. It's not because you're going to be dirty or thrown away or nobody's going to love you or nobody's going to want to have sex or a good Christian guy isn't going to want to have sex with you or get married to you. If you've had sex before, like I, I was taught that too, like all of that is wrong. Like, <laughs> and so like all of that is not true at all. And I married somebody that knew that I'd had sex before and he and I didn't have sex. So we did pretty much everything except having sex, which was still hard to like, stop. It's still like, it, but also like the, I think that the purity thing and like your heart being pure before the Lord versus abstinence and just not because you're like, not gonna, like those are different. And I think that they put like so much on the apps, like the don't do it, because if you do it, you're breaking God. Like I, this is how I took it. You're breaking God's heart. And I didn't want to do that. But then once I had sex and I liked it, it was so much harder to not. And then I felt like I was hurting him every time. And then I picked up the guilt every time. And then like, it was not great. I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what I was like. There was a point to that to come back over here, and I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> so it's like a so it was like a, a a mindset thing. Like basically, it's tab is the taboo is, you know, if you if you have sex, you're like breaking your covenant with God, like because God disapproves. Like God disapproves of you having sex, period. Unless you know it's is with a spouse, you know, someone that you're you're married to and and so you know but you're saying that it has gotten better and people are starting to talk about it more and not necessarily shame it like it's a bad thing but just to use it in a more positive way like just you know if if you have sex you know you're you're not going to go to hell or any of that stuff but it would be best if you would wait and save yourself for a husband or a wife, therefore you, like you said, won't get emotionally attached every time. You won't, you know, be exchanging that energy. You won't be, um, you know, you lower your risk of all types of stuff, diseases and unwanted pregnancies and, and all that, and all that type of stuff, which is understandable, definitely. Um, but I think what you were saying was like, the shaming part of it is where it's like wrong, you know, where it should be versus shaming. It should be more so like constructive redirecting. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a redirecting. Yeah, yeah. that's the great way of saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I just like to summarize, make sure I get you right. <laughs> yeah. We all understand and we're on the same page. <laughs> So, you know, but you explained it really, really well. And I think that is a, a really good point. And you definitely answered the question of why is it's taboo, but things are are making a shift. And that's glad to that's you know, that's good to hear. 
Um, so could you talk about some of the, when you were talking about the, the O class mm-hmm. and you had to discuss some of the myths, what were some of the myths that, you know, came up during the class uh, about sex? Yeah. Um, so part of that, like part of what I learned there is obviously part of what I'm teaching now because it's like, it, it is what changed my brain. So um, I, the biggest one for me, honestly, this is going to, you're going to be like, what? The biggest one was that um, orgasms are for women too. Like, not that I wasn't ever having orgasms with my, I was, but I, I had subconsciously taken in this sex is sin and sex is bad. I'm not supposed to do it. And like, I think honestly, like when we first got married, it was like a, um, like a veil had lifted or something. And like, I like there was freedom there in it. And then I think over time, it kind of pulled back to the old thinking. Like, because mm-hmm. it was subconscious and I just think it just kind of surfaced up again. And so um, I think with the being taught, like that sex is a sin, like, like that's what I, don't do it, it's a sin. It'll hurt God's heart. Don't do it until marriage, but that was literally it. So like you, like if that's the thing that you're told over and over and over again, it is very difficult to slip, like I call it a light switch. It's very hard to, to flip the light switch and be like, woo, like my brain is different and sex is great now and I get to have all this fun and I get to do what I want and like, we'll figure it out together. That is not what your brain does. Your brain still thinks like, cause you've told it for 20 plus years that sex is a sin. You're like, we're supposed to be avoiding this. It's bad. It's going to hurt God's heart. And so like, it's very difficult to just flip the thing on. And so in the very first um, session, I think um, she was talking about how sex is for women too and like there's all these there like she has like a list of 20 plus reasons that orgasms are good for women like scientifically proven reasons that they're good for us and I was like man that's wild and then she was like teaching about and again nurse so my brain is body parts okay like it's super important to talk about them with your kid like it's so important to name them the right things and for us to know what they are for when we go to the doctor when you tell somebody hey this is what happened with this it's another frustrating point to me. Sorry. Um, but in, in all of that, she was like, he literally made us to have a clitoris for the enjoyment of sex. Like there is no other purpose. It serves no other purpose. Even a guy's peanut, like he pees out of that thing. He ejaculates out of it. Sure. But like he, like it, it is used for more than one thing. Mm-hmm. The clitoris that we have, which is how most of us enjoy orgasms, is literally only there for us to enjoy sex. And it blew my mind. Like, it blew my mind so much that I just had to, like, I don't think I listened to another episode of the thing for, like, a year. Like, I literally just turned that over in my brain and was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I mean, like, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no other reason for that. Okay. But, um... So like just the fact that we were made to enjoy it too, because it's also kind of touted like a men love sex and they love sex more than women. And like everybody gets that, everybody gets that idea when you're growing up. It was like, oh, this was their, I, you know, they did. I think that's changing now too, but it's, it was definitely more a sex is for men and they enjoy it and they want it more. And so for that to be 
a myth that was broken and I'm like holy crap like you know what I do want to have sex and sex is nice for me too and like I get to enjoy that and like he just made me like this so that I could enjoy it. like that's so that's so mind-blowing <laughs> um and, but even um like that was one of the big ones for me but then also the uh that sex is a god like it is a gift from god like he made us again he like created us made us to enjoy sex um mm. and like that's not a sin to like to enjoy sex is not a sin to enjoy sex outside of covenant is a sin like he says that he says don't do that like here are his boundaries don't do this and this and this if you do this then blah 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 but like it is it's just the timing it's the relationship and the timing of it that makes it a sin it's not inherent like it's not as soon as a sin is a sin sex period is bad um, right and so like that those two together are all like mind blown like <laughs> It's like, hold on, this is going to take some time. <laughs> Had to process that. That yeah. was like, that was the, that was the tor- turning point, right? Turning point. <laughs> like, oh good. my gosh, really? Yeah. Everything I ever learned was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on a minute. I mean, like, and like in, in the church world, like, I don't want to, like, I'm not saying that churches did about like they did what they thought was right and they were doing what they thought would help us to not have sex like and I think that their heart was in the right place but the tactics are wrong like mm-hmm. and people do that all the time like we yeah. like, and that's the thing about being in church not a church like humans are humans no matter where you are and so there's going to be some level of oh we shouldn't have done that that was not great right and that's the power of evolution like being able to learn and then change and you know things get are supposed to get better you know as as you learn and as you grow so um so you also teach women about about boundaries Mm -hmm. how do you teach women about boundaries is it just sex boundaries or is it related to their trauma like what type of boundaries do you teach women um it's kind of like a i'm gonna say like an everything kind of about like so again started with me right so uh, <laughs> you learn yourself before you can do it and so um i went through this thing where i was for a long time um i was people more people pleasery people like people know what that means now so like it was, i was more like whatever you need or want or whatever and some of that like um I'm a kind person like and like have always so like some of that is natural some of it was um being taught that to be like Jesus you give sacrificially of yourself of your time of your resources whatever um and like lay down your life for the people that you love and so um even because of that part the people pleasing like kindness that I would like I don't I don't mind helping you move I don't mind blah 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 like whatever it is insert here I don't like I'll help you if I can um but that kind of turned into like I'll help you if I can and even if I don't have time for it and even if I'm exhausted and even and so like I didn't have any boundaries because 
I was trying, I felt like that was me being like Jesus to give of myself. Um, because that's what he did for us. And that's what he does for it. Like he laid down his life. And so like, I had to rewire my brain about that too. Like, okay, that is true. Jesus did do that, but also Jesus is the son of God and Jesus is God. And Jesus is like, that's a whole other account. But like, he is not normal. He is in me, right? To do these, to, to be able to, but he, we are not the same. He is infinitely more powerful than I am. <laughs> and so, and so like, um, and I say that in my like human form, again, he's in me. So I have all the power that he has if I, if I utilize it. And I know that I'm still learning and growing in that too, but, um, I just, in, in my learning that like I am in him and of him, but also separate. And like, that kind of gave me a little bit of like, oh, like I don't have to carry everybody else's stuff. I'm also super empathetic. So I would pick up everybody's emotional stuff. And, um, and so again, not boundaries there either. And then that would weigh really heavily on me. And so learning that I can give those things to Jesus and I can let them go. Like I can, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I can physically to help you, but I don't have to carry around the weight of the thing that you are experiencing when I have my own stuff and I can't, like, I can't carry both. It crushes me. So, uh, being able to take that to Jesus and putting that boundary there it was super helpful, but also like I, there's a, uh, it's called boundaries. It's by John Townsend and I can't see my bookshelf. It's over there. Henry cloud, I think is the other guy. Um, I read, I read that book and again, like the first chapter of it, I read it and was like, Holy crap. And I took some time and to, to process it because it was talking about how God has boundaries, like God who made us has boundaries. And so like, they went from like a shift of like Jesus lays down his life to God has boundaries. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's true. Cause they were like, there's, there's proof in the Bible here. The thing I said earlier, like when God's like, uh, don't do this and this and this, or these things will happen. Like that's a boundary. That's, that's literally a boundary. That's, this is what will happen if you choose to do this. And he's saying all those things up front and he's saying them calmly and he's saying them like, like matter of factly, you know, and he's yeah. just kind of letting us know, like, this is, this is what will happen if you choose to do this. And like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like even like physical boundaries, like there's going to be a boundary for the sea, like it won't pass here. Or there's going to be like, um, there is boundaries in the Bible where he's like, this town will be from here to here. And like, he sets it and like, this is where you will be. And like, it just, it just blew my mind. I was like, you know what? That's true. So God has boundaries and I can have boundaries and I can still be godly and like Jesus because I have boundaries and that's like God, like God has done. And so like, what? And so like, it would like that changed my brain. And so now it's like, a, okay, where do you need to have boundaries at? Like what's going on in your life that's making you feel like you're carrying too much, that's making you feel overwhelmed, that's making you super stressed out, that's making you mad. Um, mad for me was a big indicator that something was wrong. Um, and I would get frustrated and then I would be like, I wonder if I've got a boundary, like somebody's crossing a boundary that I haven't communicated with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like there's unmet expectations because I didn't say ahead of time, hey, like, I don't like it 
when you yell at me when you're mad or um I don't want to keep serving in the church in this way it's draining me but I'm trying to be like Jesus but like I'm getting burnt out and I'm feeling frustrated with it and so like instead of being like hey I see this coming I can tell that I'm getting frustrated and mad and I probably should get out of it I would just do it until I was already mad and then blow up about it and be like all right I'm done <laughs> so it's kind of teaching people um, how to find their boundaries in their own stuff and then how to have those conversations with their people. And like, a, a like the responsibility is on me to uphold the boundaries. The responsibility is on me to communicate the boundaries. The responsibility is on me to not um, do like to not make them out of hate or resentment or like out of being mad. Like when you're mad, it's not a time to be like, you know what, you can never da 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 blah 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 because you know, that's that's not gonna be received well by the person you're talking to, but it's also not gonna be healthy and it's not really gonna be what you need. It's gonna be like an overreaction because you're mad. So yeah. Yeah. to kind of like figure all that out ahead of time and then be like, Hey, so I'm not gonna do this anymore. I know that I, I know that you're used to me putting away the dishes, you, you know, for the last four years but it's driving me nuts and I'm not going to keep doing it every day so like for for these days of the week I need you to do that and like that to be the expectation and like if they're still there the next day I'm going to leave them for you like because it's driving me nuts and I need some like I I need some support and some help in this and so like saying matter of factly and this is what's going to happen if it doesn't happen and this is like and just kind of very calmly explaining you know and also being on the receiving end of that and like you get to have boundaries and you get to express them to me too. And I also have to like pause and take them in and figure out how I can help and understand you and not get mad that you're trying to set a boundary that wasn't there before. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for that. Yeah. That makes total, total sense. And that, that leads me to um, a really good question and I'll make this my last question. <laughs> but um do you believe that it is a wife's responsibility to be I'm gonna use your word sacrificial when it comes to sex like do you believe it is a wife's responsibility to have sex with her husband whenever he wants to even when she doesn't or may not feel like it or you know have you know do you do you believe that or should it be um a boundary in place okay so this is like I, I I talked on my podcast about this a couple weeks it's one of those things that gets kind of like or has gotten skirted a little bit I think so like the verse that everybody uses about that um like it, it's the one that Paul is talking about um wives submit to your husbands and like people use that in like a sexual context but it literally says in the same verse or like right before the right after like it's right there with it it says for husbands to love and submit themselves to their wives mm, so it's supposed to go both ways it's supposed <laughs> to go both ways <laughs> and everybody just be leaving that part out and i'm like nah <laughs> not a, not okay you guys not okay so like right. I, do, I do believe that there is supposed to be some like give and take inside of a marriage but that's it's not a you should not 
if you if you feel like you were being molested, if you feel like you were being raped, if you feel like you're being forced into a situation that you do not like absolutely do not want, that's a whole different situation. You need to go see a counselor. You guys need to get some stuff straight. Like maybe there is something from your past that's triggered when like when you guys start to have sex and that's a heavier thing. And you know, like maybe you guys need some help with that. And that's totally fine. Get the help that you need. Um, yeah. but maybe it is like, so I have, um, something called ankylosing spondylitis. It's a thing where your joints are supposed to fuse together over time. It's terrible. I would be good. Um, but also I have had pain, um, because of having sex or I have had pain after having sex because of my joints and so, like the pressure of somebody else. And like, you know, I'm not, I almost demonstrated with my hands. I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> um, but like it, it will hurt like my hips and stuff. And then my hips will cause my legs to hurt and that will hurt for days after from having sex one time. And so like, that is something that I had to kind of come to terms with and my husband had to come to terms with like this is this is not because I don't want to have sex but it also was a thing that I had to to mentally like I have to almost like ignore it sometimes like that that could be the consequence of doing it because it's not always like sometimes it would hurt like that and sometimes it wouldn't hurt at all and so on the chance that it would hurt I would say no to him when he wanted to and that wasn't healthy that wasn't good for us you know what I mean like yeah. And it was also, it wasn't good for me because I was letting the fear of what could happen stop me from enjoying sex. So it's the gift from God that I'm supposed to enjoy. So like, it can be, um, I think as long as it's an open conversation, honestly, like between the people and it's like a, I, when I want to have sex, we're going to have sex. When you want to have sex, we're going to have sex. And if either one of us can't, or won't for whatever reason, like we need to talk about whatever that reason is. We need to figure out if it is a uh, a valid reason. Like you don't, I think the people, women in particular will use it as like a, you didn't do blah, blah, blah. So now you're not getting sex. Like they'll use it as like a punishment um, to take it away. And I feel like that's where the lines get. And that's where like, nope, that's not okay. You can't. That, that's not okay um but if there's like a physical reason or a, some like actual mental thing that's going on like see your doctor people get help with that you guys talk about it I don't feel like there's anything wrong with any of that like that's being a, a good human caretaker of your person to understand that that's what's going on and like be their helpmate right right I love that. I love that. I think that's a, I think that's really good advice. And like you said, to communicate with your partner, you know, why you are not in the mood or you can't have sex because it hurts and to discuss in ways your partner can make you feel comfortable. If that's, you know, if that's something that is within their power, um, and I also like that you brought up not using sex as a tool, you know, because I think we can tend to do that, you know, oh, I'm mad at you or you're not doing this or whatever. So I'm going to withhold sex from you. But you you don't think that's healthy for the relationship? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really don't. And I know that like um, guys are wired differently than us. So like I have experienced before, like 
even if I was mad or we were in a fight, if I decided that I wanted to have sex, which is like it's a it's a it can it can be used for good. Like yeah. if you're feeling disconnected and you are fighting and you don't really want to have sex, but you choose to have sex anyway and you're like you know what this is important for us and it's important for me and I will feel more connected to him after we have sex and you instigate and you guys have sex then you will feel like like our body like we literally get endorphins when we have sex and we get like the oxytocin like all these good feel good hormones and stuff get released and so like it will connect you because the oxytocin from both of your brains is released so you both feel more connected but then you also feel better from the fight or from the disconnection or whatever. And you have the emotional connection, that physical connection again. And so it has been my experience that if you do have sex, even if you don't want, if you don't want to because of the circumstance, but you still love that person and you still want to have sex for yourself. Uh-huh. If you can pick those things over the fight or over the disconnection for that time, it'll move you forward to help fix those things and so um I don't think that withholding on either case is is great like that or withholding at all if, if it like I said if it's a serious issue if there's something that's going on it's not I don't I feel like it kind of goes from the withholding like a punishment to like a we need to fix something you know yeah. what I mean yeah and the, those to me are different but I don't know does that answer your question yeah, it does. It does. I was thinking of withholding as like, you know, a, a punishment type of thing because you're you're not getting your way or you're not getting what you want. But when you are in a relationship with someone, especially when you're married, it's important to be the adult and communicate, you know, what it is that you're not getting and what you need from your partner and, and not expecting them to know or read your mind or them to be the only one who fixes the problem you you, you got to come together and be willing to to fix what whatever is um preventing you from enjoying you know being intimate with your partner and I like that you brought up um well shoot I forgot now <laughs> girl that's okay Oh my gosh, pregnancy brain is horrible. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I forgot. But you brought up some really good points. So y'all listening, <laughs> rewind, and what she just said was was it? Like <laughs> she made a really good point. I can't remember right now, but it was good. It was like, oh man, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> power of podcasting just rewind the sucker it'll be fine exactly just rewind <laughs> two three minutes ago and be like oh yeah she did make a good point because I like that <laughs> but um thank you so much for coming on the podcast I really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me it was fun I appreciate it very much yeah so just shout out where um where we could find you, how can people reach out to you if they are struggling in the area of being confident talking around the uh, topic of sex? Um, so I have a, okay, so I have a website. It's called Sex Talks with an S, 
sextalks.co. If you leave the S off, you'll find a porn site. Don't do it. Sextalks.co. Like, very important. Do not miss. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm retweaking it because, like I said, it was it was filled out like for when it was called Sex Talks with Truth and Grace. And so, like, I'm it's gonna say that it's still me. It's still me. <laughs> um, and then I have Instagram and Facebook and a TikTok. And um, so, on Instagram, uh, my handle is Darian Silver. That's my middle name. Um, and on Facebook, it's literally like um, She Speaks Confidence is the Facebook business page name. Darian Silver Clements Brown is my whole name. That's who I am on Facebook. <laughs> so there's lots of different ways to find me. Um, and honestly, like, feel free to DM me any questions that I have come up or anything that's like, holy crap, that makes lots of sense. Like, I would love to hear from people, like, takeaways from our conversation and, like, if they've also experienced some of the things that I have and if they've come out of it yet. And if they haven't, like, I can help you do that. But also, if you have, then awesome. <laughs> like, let's right. <laughs> yeah, good. And all of this will be put, all of this will be put in the show notes. So make sure that you, you listeners, you viewers, click the description box, please, so you can read the additional information. So you can, you know, find out where to find um Darian and like she said you could shoot her a DM um and if you have any questions you can also drop them in the in the comments below and we can get them over and get them answered as as best as possible so thank you so much for tuning in and make sure that you are following us on social media visiting the website for any additional information or to book a call or 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 you know whatnot and if you have any questions make sure that you drop them in the chat in the comments below all right thank you and i will talk to you soon bye